0: unless you want to. The Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, what's going on? It's episode number 214 of uh, the Ron and Don. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Yeah, thanks for going to our website, Sitdown.com, and we've been doing lots of sit-downs this year. Very busy in real estate, but we're not too busy for you. We have really enjoyed sitting down with everybody. Yeah,
1: absolutely. If you are thinking about buying or selling or making some sort of transition this year, get a Ron and Don playbook. Uh, you got to be on a team. You need a team of winners like uh, Don and myself and start out with the playbook. You go to ronandonsitdown.com, click on that link that says blog at the top, and you can just get it absolutely free uh, right away instantly.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, coming up on the Ron and Don show, the, the pandemic has caused my mother to do something. That I think is really extraordinary, and I want to encourage everyone uh, to do it. We're going to talk about that. Uh, and She's also finally on a list to get uh, her, her, her vaccination. So I'm wondering if you guys are on a list for your vaccination, how that's going to work. Because it seems different state to state. Now the federal government is stepping in and they say, hey, we're going we're to somehow we're going to create 100 million shots in our first 100 days. Got a long ways to go because it sounds like a lot of the vaccines are getting thrown away. Also, uh, what is a hero? We're going to tell you about a National Guard member who's also a band teacher. And he was at the Capitol a couple weeks ago when everything went sideways. And he's also there for the inauguration. And in his full battle rattle, there's a picture of him sitting inside a Humvee with a flute. We'll tell you what he was doing in the Humvee with a flute coming up here in just a moment. It's kind of interesting, though, because the story about social media, about Facebook, about Twitter? Will they allow President Trump back on? Uh, And there's also a new platform out there that I understand was canceled. Then there was a lawsuit, and some news just came down about this as we're recording the show. What happened exactly?
1: Yeah, so uh, the, the platform you're talking about is Parler. Uh, they build themselves as the social media platform that wasn't going to um, crack down on free speech. They're let's say whatever you want, and it tr- attracted quickly a lot of uh, very far right leaning people. Um, after the insurrection that happened on January sixth, um, Amazon Web Services pulled their um, pulled their servers that were supporting all the data for them. Apple and Google both pulled the app from their store. And so Parlor sued Amazon. And they said, You you violated um our service agreement. You need to put us back up immediately. And um you what was the other thing they alleged? They alleged that Amazon was in cahoots with Twitter uh to bring about the demise of parlor. And so that that case went before a judge uh here in Seattle and the judge agreed wholeheartedly with Amazon. They said, violence happened because of this platform. Um, you did not moderate any of the violence, and so Amazon is in the right here. They do not need to reinstate you. They do not need to put you back on the web services. And uh, now Parler has redirected their website, and I kid you not, I wish this wasn't true. It appears as if they're trying to work out a hosting agreement with servers based in Russia, uh, I will just let you fill in your own ironic eye roll joke there. But to me, there's a larger narrative going on here. And that seems to be the final acceptance or, or uh, a gradual acceptance of these social media platforms that, wow, we created something with the best of intentions that got used for bad, that got used for evil. So despite our lofty ideals, I'm talking about Facebook, Google, Twitter, Uh, you know, all of these social media networks, I believe they thought they were doing a good thing. And they put them in the hands of the internet and then bad things happen with those tools. And the Facebook thing you brought up is very interesting. Mark Zuckerberg said, I don't want to be the arbiter of truth. I don't want to personally have this, you know, the power to strike down rulers of, of of countries around the world unilaterally. So he went out and he created this board that's going to make uh, this decision about Donald Trump and reinstating him or not. And so I went in and I looked into who these people are. It's, it's a, it's, I think 20 folks, 10 of them are men, 10 of them are women. And it includes a Nobel prize winner. Um, It includes people that have various different, um, Lives very similar, high-flying lives from around the world. It's not there's only five Americans on this panel. The rest of them are for different countries because they want to have voices that represent the planet. Facebook sees itself as a planetary app, not just the United States app, which is true. Like it has over a billion subscribers worldwide. Uh, this is very interesting. So you have some conservatives, some liberals. Um, not Republicans and Democrats from, from a global perspective Uh, and you have men and women. So they're going to look at this account and say, should we reinstate this account on Facebook? I'm going to be very interested to see how that goes because it could open the door to Facebook finally coming to terms with our tools were used to incite violence. Our tools have been used to create conspiracy theories, to create these Facebook groups that then turned into QAnon. And if they finally come to terms with that, that there is objective truth, I'm really I'm I'm hoping that it goes that way. That they finally go, Yeah, we're we're somewhat responsible for this. Um, we thought we were just building a tool, but that tool got used in a way we didn't intend it.
0: Yeah, I thought it was interesting, Michael Moore has a new podcast out and one of the w- ways that people found his podcast is because the president went after him and gave him a nickname and he calls him Sloppy Mike. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he 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 embraced the nickname.
0: You have you seen him talk about it? Yeah, he's like that's
1: he, kind of on point.
0: He lo- he loves being Sloppy Mike and and it, it helped him build his podcast and then it also it seemed like Michael Moore was missing the president on Trump a little, or missing the missing missing the president a little bit, and he talked about the fact that at least when he was on Twitter, he said if 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 the president ever played cards, he wouldn't be a very good card player because he shows you his cards all the time, all the time. And so, and
1: kudos to Michael Moore, he called this in he 2016. Did. He said, Trump is going to win this thing. And
0: everyone's like, ah, you're crazy. Yeah, And he was right. Yeah, he was right. So he, he said the thing that makes him fearful is if there's people that have ideas, uh, that want to mobilize, that want to do things, uh, that aren't good for our culture or good for our country. Uh, but it's masked as I'm going to make America great again. I, by the way, I've, I've seen people flying flags today, and I haven't seen flags on their house in a long time. And I asked one of my friends, I said, why are you flying your flag? It's like I figured it was time to take our flag back because flags are for everyone. I had a friend drive by yesterday with a with a, a flag on her car. And I'm like, what do you do with the flag? She's like, you know what? The flag isn't just for the Proud Boys. The This, this is my flag too. So I thought that that was interesting. But pinning me back to Michael Moore, he's like, hey, at, at least – when we woke up in the morning, we knew what he was thinking and what he was up to because he'd show you all his cards. And he said, and now we don't. Uh, and he says he's he's concerned about that. So are you concerned about that?
1: Um, I think, I'm hoping. Yes, I'm concerned about it with this asterisk. I think that there have been many, many people in the judicial Branch of the United States that have been playing the long game that go, okay, presidential immunity runs out on January 20th. We're just going to, I'm quietly building my case. Uh, and I think that Donald Trump is in for a litigation storm that he's not going to know what hit him. And then he's going to turn to wanting to get represented. And I don't think any reputable firm now is going to sign on to represent him.
0: They've they've all been walking away.
1: So uh, you've got, at the bare minimum, you have the impeachment that, like we talked about earlier in another episode, that may or may not go full-fledged. So he got to defend himself for that. You've got the state of New York that has multiple cases and threads that they are going to litigate. And he made everyone so angry and made so many enemies that they've just been waiting and preparing, state of Georgia, most likely. And it's going to go on and on and on. Um, I, I can see that it'll just be a never ending series of lawsuits that are legitimate. They're legitimate lawsuits. Um, one after the next, after the next, compile that. If he can't form this media outlet to infuse his brand with money, then he's doomed. He, I can't imagine these buildings that license his name like in Chicago. Uh, he doesn't own that building on the – is it called the River? The, um, you were in Chicago. You know what I'm talking about. The, ri- the River Cruise. There's a giant Trump building, the Trump Tower there. Yeah, there's the River. One. Uh, I, I, they're not going to renew that. They're going to keep paying him a fee to use that name. Uh, so you're going to look for – all of his PGA stuff has gone away. These buildings, I believe, are going to go away. People, his merchandising stuff has gone away. His TV money has gone away. And so he needs, if he can't form this thing that continues getting donations or sponsorship money in some way, uh, like the My Pillow guy, all the major retailers have dropped him. So he's not going to be able to advertise anymore because he doesn't have any money. He's not going to sell any product. Uh, so I think it's going to be difficult for him to be a threat while being saddled with all this other stuff. That, that's what I think is going to happen.
0: Yeah. I just think they and, and I'm glad that Facebook has that board and that Mark Zuckerberg isn't making that decision. I think these are the kind of sc- discussions though, that, that we have to talk about because I think we all agree that you, you cannot yell fire in a crowded theater. Uh, but that reference is so old now. Can you yell fire on the internet? Uh, Can you yell fire on your social channels?
1: Can you yell trial by combat? And then when combat happens, say, I didn't mean combat. Right. I meant
0: combat. Right. We'll see you on the other side of this.
2: Hi, I'm Ann Fitzpatrick, and I bought a house with Ron and Don. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. The second house that we went after, I saw it hit Zillow on Thanksgiving Day. I emailed them and I said, don't look at this today. It's Thanksgiving. Be with your families. And of course, they ignored what I said about don't work on Thanksgiving. And they absolutely worked on Thanksgiving for me. And we immediately got in with an inspector the very next morning, uh, you know, immediately started strategizing. Don pointed out to me, look, this is going to be sort of a bloodbath because people love mid century modern. And, you know, he was able to tell me what the seller's strategy was and, you know, what it was likely to go for. And he had, you know, a strategy to get around that and to say, we're not going to wait. We're going to go in and we're going to get it early. He managed to do that. We actually managed to scoop up this house before anybody else had a chance. I'm just absolutely thrilled. I mean, I knew that this was going to be hard to find and get, and we did it so quickly and got just the perfect house in exactly where I needed it to be at a price that I feel really good about. So I could not be happier with my experience. If you find yourself dreaming about a new home. Go from just a dream to the dream team. Schedule your time at ronanddonsitdown.com. Sign up for the nation news at ronanddonradio.com.
0: All right, you guys, welcome back to episode 214 now of the Ron and Don Show. We're live from the Les Schwab Studios. Uh, I was talking to my mom the other day. Have you gone online yet to figure out uh, when you can get vaccinated, Ron?
1: I've looked at like the basic charts, and it seems like I was a ways down the ranking. Yeah. So I haven't done a super deep dive yet. I, I would like to. And while I hope we can. I have a story about my folks as well that I think you'll find super interesting, but go ahead first.
0: Well, I was just going to say, my so my mom's in New Mexico, so she's in line and, and she's ready and prepared to get her shot. But the difficulty that we have, when you see the Biden administration, they said in the first 100 days, we're going to do 100 million shots in America, uh, or at least in the United States. And the difficulty with that, I think there's 30 million shots available right now. And only 10 million of those shots have been used. I read a story today that some of these vaccines are just being thrown in the garbage. I know people that are younger and healthier and they want to get the vaccine, but they kind of want to sit out for a little while and see if there's any other complications that other people are having with the vaccine before they decide to go ahead and get that shot. For my mom, she is just ready to go. The problem is the shot's not available. What it has caused her to do, though, and I felt really optimistic. My mom is is she's been living in a house by herself for the past couple of years since her husband uh passed away during the holidays two years ago. And then I haven't seen her and I've shared that story with you in over a year. Uh and I talked to her almost every day. She she has really, really done a great job. Uh she's she is just a tough mother. She is. She is she is tough. Uh, but I could tell here kind of toward the end, the isolation, uh, toward the end of the year has been really getting to her and with the holidays, and this is when her husband passed and to not be around family members, Thanksgiving, Christmas. I know that's been very, very hard. So the vaccine has made her feel very optimistic. And then the other day she, she sent me a note and she was checking in on me and she said that she has created this list and I won't go over the list here, uh, but she has created a list now of all the things that she is going to do for the rest of her life uh, as soon as she's able to get out and get mobile and hostile again. I so, love that idea. I love that. I really love that because it gives you something to look forward to. I know that you're a trip planner. And some of those trips, you can actually start planning now. I
1: have started to plan one now. Yeah.
0: So I'm, I am I would... I. I was very, very excited for her, and at least it gives you something to focus on and not just the 400,000 people. Isn't that amazing? 400,000 people. President Trump told us initially maybe we would top out at 250,000. We're at 400,000, and they say just in the next month we'll be at 500,000 dead Americans. absolutely tragic. Because of Christmas and the new year, This will continue to get worse uh, before it gets better.
1: And isn't it crazy that the the first public memorial uh, was done by Joe Biden at the the Reflection Pond to just even acknowledge the the deaths? Tell me if this makes sense to you at all. My dad just got the vaccine at the VA.
0: Oh, he did?
1: He, because he's... You know, served in the in the uh-huh. army, it's honor great. honorably discharged, uh, you so know, participated 80, in the um in in I believe the Korean War, if, or it might have been the the Vietnam War.
0: I think, think it was Vietnam. Either, dad, either way. Your dad is Korea.
1: So he um goes down there and he's getting signing up to get this and getting his date, and he's like, Okay, so bring my wife, right? And they're like, nope. He's like, excuse me. So he's like I'm eligible but my spouse is not and they're like exactly. Mm. And he's like okay it's are
0: dumb. you That's sh- a, just a dumb rule? Are
1: you sure about that? It's like,
0: like dumb bureaucratic.
1: I served honorable discharge. Your
0: wife served.
1: In like couples. My wife can like I get it and she's not. So I think the the there are some tweaks that I hope are happening here. So now my, my mother is signing up through just the regular insurance um, and, and is probably going to get it at, you know, the drugstore around the block. But I looked at it. I was like, okay, this, that cannot be the policy that if you've served honorably in the military, that only that no spouses are eligible. Doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. So I'm, I'm hoping now that the bridle is off Dr. Fauci, that he can look at this and look at the logistics. And there was a general that I think resigned that was a great logistics man. And I hope they bring him back because I think he was browbeaten into resigning because he was very passionate about rolling this out in an effective way. And I hope now that sort of the, the chains are off, that these guys can come together and gals and can say, all right, we're taking all the dentists, We're getting everyone that knows how to give a shot. You can be a veterinarian for all I care. Like if you know how to administer a shot, let's do this. Well, my dad said it was interesting at the VA. So he went in, he had his time. It's like, hey, get here at 1030. Um, They brought, I believe, 10 people into the room at a time, gave them all the shot. They moved into another room and immediately another 10 vets came into that room. They had to wait in that room for 15 minutes. If there was no uh, adverse reactions, they were out. And he said, man, it was they, they were cruising. These vets came in at the times, like every five minutes or so, um, the ten more people came in. They didn't want to do too many at a time. Ten people came in, 10 people got the shot. You waited for your 15 minutes, and just boom. it was moving. And he he said, i it was good to get the shot. Um, he felt bad for the reasons I just said. But um, I hope that we can make some strides there where if you are a teacher, a friend of mine that's a teacher got her shot and posted it on social media. And it was like, good for you. Like, she wants to get back in the classroom. She volunteered. She got her shot. Um, I would get my shot tomorrow. So um, I'm hoping that we can move this forward and do it more quickly. Having it just be an open cattle call I don't think is helpful to anybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about this more on the other side.
2: Please hit subscribe. Please write a review. Don't forget to sign up for the Ron and Don newsletter at com. All right,
0: you guys. Final segment of episode 214 live from the Les Schwab studios. And we just really want to thank Les Schwab for signing on again for 2021 to sponsor uh, the Ron and Don show. That's a big, big deal. And we are so appreciative and so appreciative for you guys stopping by uh, Les Schwab Tire Centers. Anytime you need some help with tires and brakes and shocks and all that other good stuff, you know, Les Schwab is there. To serve you and those guys really do uh, come running. Before we get out of here, I, I think I think it's really important uh, to not forget some of the heroes uh, in this worldwide pandemic and some of the heroes that we have witnessed Uh, not just in our own state, but in the other Washington and around the country and around the globe. I saw a picture of a National Guardsman who was in the other Washington at the Capitol. His name is Sergeant Jacob Cohut. And he is a high school teacher, and he teaches a band class. And he's also in the guard band. In fact, he went to Harvard uh, to study music. So he's a pretty extraordinary musician. But he always stands up in front of his class, and he lets them know that, hey, I could get called away at any time. Uh, so I just want you guys to know that. And he's had a real difficult and, – and, and I see this with my son. When my, my, my favorite day of the week is Tuesday. It's Tuesday at one fifteen. Tuesday at one fifteen. Just and it comes from out of nowhere because a lot of times I forget. I'll be downstairs. My son does his studying up in his room. We set up a, a place for him uh, because he was studying in the same place that we were eating, and it, w- it was just I needed I needed him to say, "Hey, this is where we sit. This is family time. This is where we eat." So he'll come downstairs. Uh, and I'll make him lunch or breakfast with it. And then he goes back upstairs to his room. Well, at one fifteen, I, I hear this trumpet just ripping through the house. And it, it is a trumpet played by a 10-year-old that's been playing for less than a year. <laughs> and it is so obnoxiously loud. And when you hit a, a note that's a, a raw, wrong note, you just kind of know it. Like I know it. Charlie knows it. We all know it. But, but these kids, this band teacher, there's, there, there are 12 trumpet players uh, at my son's elementary school. All 12 of those trumpet players, the band teacher will have on at one time. All 12 of them. Love it. It's great. And then every once in a while, he'll mix in the saxophone with the trumpet and the flute and all that. It's just, it. I, I take videos of it. I take pictures of it. And I'm hanging on to these for his wedding day one day because I want to I want oh, I want I want to share uh, his early days of trumpet playing during during the pandemic. Did you want to ask a question real quick? No, I'm just
1: going to say the, the I love that, but the beauty I think of this sergeant was what he did while on duty.
0: Yeah, so so I'm, I'm pivoting back to that. I, I saw this picture of him. He's in his full battle rattle. He's at the Capitol and he's there sleeping on the floor with all the other guard members, and they're working 12-hour shifts, so you're 12 hours on. Uh, as they got closer to the inauguration, they started working 18-hour shifts, where you're 18 hours on. And, and I don't know about you, when there's, all, all, when there's not a lot of action going on and you're just there and you're full battle rattle stuff and you're sleeping on the floor and the my pillow guy didn't show up with any pillows you think he would have or any cots, anything. So we've all, we've all seen those pictures. There's a picture of him in the back of a Humvee. He has his helmet off and he, and he has a flute in his hand and he's playing the flute. And what he's doing is he is leading his band class online. And he he said, for a lot of these kids, the connection to their mental health is is connected to the instrument that they play. And he said, to bring in another teacher and try to get in flow with these kids and all their instruments and where they're at, uh, he said, it's just next to impossible. So he made a deal with some of the other guardsmen, and it's like, hey, when I have to teach this class... They just jump in and they pull his guard duty, so he can sit in the back of the Humvee, and he can he teach. straps the laptop on the back of the seat. Yeah, so he he can teach these musical classes, and he said it is so important to him to stay connected with these kids through through music, and he said he also feels it's very important uh, to be at the Capitol uh, to protect people and to serve his country, and I thought you know what. I am so glad that somebody took this picture that it went viral and it's now gone around the world because here's a 34-year-old young man who really is a hero. He's a hero to us as Americans, and he's also a hero to all those children. Uh, And we can't forget those stories. We cannot forget the stories of the brave men and women that are on the front lines. And so oftentimes... You know, we hear about the firefighter and and the police officer, but what about a guy that's a soldier, a citizen soldier, and also a great educator and one of our great teachers? I'm so proud of him.
1: Yeah, I'm really, you sent me that story, and it does just make you smile as you scroll down and you see him. Doing what he does and, and he teaches in Virginia got called up among the 20,000 uh, soldiers that got called up and, and that's one part we didn't really touch on the inauguration. It was surreal to see Constitution Avenue closed off with razor wire. It, it was unsettling in a way to see the barricades uh, along the regular inauguration crowd where there were no people and they put flags up. Uh, in in their stead so you just had this sea of flags uh, going back so it, it was a very unusual scene and there were a handful of guardsmen that had to be removed because they had ties to some of these uh, extremist groups so um, men like that that he's a good man and he's teaching those kids and coming in in protecting and serving while we could have this inauguration ceremony and see uh, lady gaga get carried away with the dove literally pinned to her jacket you know i think was was extraordinary
0: yeah so we'll leave it right there i and i love the you know it wasn't a cool guy instrument like a drummer or a guitar he's like he's getting down on the flute i love that so great. Hey, you guys, we love you too. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for sitting down with us. So many of you have sat down with us. Uh, we do something called a Ronadon sit down virtually. We can talk about your real estate journey. Uh, and sometimes, you know what you find out in the sit down, you're not ready. I told, we talked with someone this morning in a sit down, and there were some tears that were shed, just a lot of emotional things going on and, in someone's life. And I went to visit them, and then we, we sat down together. And I said, hey, you know what? I don't I don't think you're ready for this right now. But maybe we'll be ready in three months or maybe we're ready in six months. But we're not ready now. But here's the things that we can do to help us get ready and, and to face all these exciting emotions that are going to come uh, during a real estate transaction. And that's been the coolest thing, just getting to know you guys. Because we sat behind these microphones for so long. But now we get to uh, see your beautiful faces. It means a lot to us. down.com If you'd like to sit down with us, we'd like to sit down with you. You're under no obligation. When I come out to see you, I'll bring you a Ron and Don mug that says uh, you sat down with us. Okay? But anyway, he's Ron. I'm Don. You keep your head up, your shoulders back. And we'll see you next time for episode 215 and 216 and 217. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to the run and Don show. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and find some black belt courage. Ah! I'm not doing that. <laughs>